0: All right. Well, oh, I God. asked Paul if I could please pray for him, which is out of the. We don't which I forgot forget about? Sorry. Yes. Did you? You're like, what are you doing? Hey. I just, There's uh, somebody over there. Uh, is it you, Jesus? Uh, I just really, I just really felt like I, I wanted us to pray for Paul this morning. Um, I don't know if you've ever listened to someone talk about something and, and went, I don't think they know what they're talking about. Um, this is the opposite of that. I can, I can. I can tell you that, that when Paul, well, I can tell you that, that, that Paul, like, that this morning is going to be the opposite of that, like that Paul, this is, they I, I didn't mean that That's to be a cover. joke, I'm so sorry, I really didn't mean that to be a joke, sometimes I make jokes and that was not one of them, that, okay, let me start over, I'm just going to tell you, I just feel like there's a lot of power on this morning, it's a really important topic, and Paul, like, knows this. He's lived this. He's traveled the world and seen it. Um, and, and I just, the more and more I'm around Paul, the more I gain an appreciation for his leadership. And, you know, we have a guest speaker come up, and we, we always lay hands on him and pray for them. And we pray for each other before the service. But I just want you guys to extend your hands this morning as we pray for, um, pray for Paul as he is uh, stepping out and leading us. God, I thank you. I just, I just pray power on Paul's words. God, I thank you that, that he is somebody who holds to your word, that he acts with boldness. Boldness, 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 God. And I thank you that, that we are, as a body, being transformed into your image, Jesus, but we're being led by someone close to you and one of your friends. And so, God, if we just pray a receptivity in our hearts And we just speak blessing over our lead pastor in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Thanks, Josh. I appreciate it, man. It's all right. Love it. Love it. Thank you. I love how you were saying, and may he speak with baldness, baldness, baldness. It's like like a little inside stick there. Um, And uh, I know we love praying. Uh, Just one one, one other thing before we get started here. uh, the uh, midterm elections are coming up, and I just uh, want to encourage all of us to continue to pray for our nation, to pray for our state and encourage one another to um, to vote with biblical standards and Christian standards and um, and I think it's important and um, it's uh, it's my heart's desire to see this nation saved and, but I also want to I also want to um, uh, to also want to say that um, the, the gospel movement is a grassroots movement. Amen. And to change our nation, we need to actually love our neighbor and bring them to Jesus and show them what the love of Christ looks like. We're not gonna change just from the top down. You need to activate. And uh, we need to be a river flowing outside these four walls. And so um, just, just voting is not enough. But I'm so thankful that we have the privilege to vote. Not many nations have that. And so let's take advantage of that privilege, okay? All right. So I wanna continue our series today on transformation. Um, We've been talking about transformation for several weeks now. Uh, It's one of our core values here at New Life City and transformation is so important to who we are as believers. We don't just um, say a prayer to have salvation in heaven, but we also have the blessing of being able to receive salvation here on earth, that we actually get sanctified and that we actually no longer do bad, but we have the ability now to do good, that the Holy Spirit continually sanctifies us and we don't have to live in bondage anymore. And so we've talked about in the past and we'll continue to talk about transformation in the form of deliverance, right? Where God can set us free from things that we were so bound to before, that it doesn't have to be just a behavioral modification, but you can actually be set free where you no longer feel compelled to do the things that are, that are of this world, that actually God sets you free. It's an amazing part of transformation life. And it should never be overlooked or um, uh, talked away about. Uh, it's a it's an important process to who we are. In addition to that process, we talked about transformation in the context of community, transformation in the context of of soul care and inner healing. Uh, Ashona, who. Uh, spoke, I know she's here somewhere, there she is, Shauna Floyd, who uh, spoke so well about being able to walk in freedom and from our inner wounds, from things that, uh, soul care, from things that have hurt us, that we no longer have to carry those things, that Jesus can heal those areas of our life. Um, there's another type of transformation I wanna talk about, and I wanna talk about physical healing, That that we are able to, um, access and walk in in Christ Jesus and so um, God I just pray you you take over the service whatever you want to do Lord we submit it to you um, this is something that is so critical to the Christian walk when we when we actually look at the life of Christ we saw that he preached the gospel he taught he displayed the kingdom of God he set people free and he physically healed people's bodies. This is something that you cannot ignore when you read the scriptures. It's throughout all the gospels, and then what's so interesting is that even after Jesus died, rose again, ascended into heaven, poured out the Holy Spirit, we see a continuation of the gifts. Now in Christendom, in Christian theology, there's two types of, if I I just wanna kinda simplify everything, there's a type of theology called cessationism, which means that they, the, those Christians believe that the gifts of the Spirit had ceased and no longer performed. Uh, and then there's another uh, Christian doctrine called continuationism, which is what we believe, that the gifts of the Spirit have continued throughout even after the Holy Spirit was poured out. If we go to Acts 3, 1 through 10, this'll be the meat of a lot of our context here. Now, Acts 1, we know that Jesus, uh, he rose again from the dead, he was with the disciples, uh, he, he uh, ascends into heaven, it says that a cloud consumed him. That doesn't mean it was a cloudy day, it, it, it's, it's, it's actually the glory cloud, he, was, he, he, he went into heaven. Um, Also, uh, it it also, uh, Acts 2, uh, we see that they're praying and the Holy Spirit fills them in the upper room. We all know that. And if you're uh, from our background, Pentecostal charismatic background, uh, and you read the word, you know about that occasion. It's a powerful, powerful occasion. Um, And then we talked about last week how they were, in community. They were breaking bread together every day. They were in the temple and, and they were also at the table. They were breaking bread, living in community. That's what the Christian church did. That's what we should continue to do always. And then we have this text. After those verses, we see that John and Peter uh, are, are going to the temple the next day. Acts 3:1. Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the holy or at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a man lame from birth was being carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple that is called the beautiful gate, to ask alms of those entering the temple. And seeing Peter and John about to go in the temple, he asked to receive alms. Let's just stop there for a second. Just so you understand the context in in Jewish history and and what was going on in that time, um, people who were begging, uh, especially by the temple, um, were not just people who happened to be there many times they were um, verified by the r- religious leaders of that day, whether it be the temple priests um, or the high priests, they would uh, give them a cloak, a special cloak that verified that they do have a disability, that they are worthy of your alms. And so you know how sometimes you'll see people at the corner of streets, and unfortunately because humanity is broken and people are, some, are, are immoral, uh, You wonder, is this person begging for money because they need it? Are they faking their injury? You know, I, Am I the only one who sometimes thinks that way? You know, like, uh, what? Uh, and, and, and there's this conundrum, right? You're asking for the leading of the Holy Spirit because we do wanna help people, but you know, that you see that happening and you're not sure, right? Well, the, the beggars of this day, if they're especially by the temple, they were verified by the priest. They had a, that you knew that, that there was no social security disability. This cloak, was their social security disability card. Remember when blind Bartimaeus threw his cloak off? Remember that story? Well, that, that story, uh, when they mention the cloak, they're mentioning it for a reason. It's like he threw it off, like he, was, he knew he wasn't gonna need it anymore. This beggar was most likely verified. So he's there doing his, his, his bidding because he can't physically work to get these alms to, to receive money so he can live. And verse four, let's pick it up again. It says, and Peter directed his gaze at him, as did John, and said, look at us. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting expecting to receive something from them. And Peter said, I love this phrase, I have no silver and gold, but what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up and immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. Now we know this is a real healing because he was most likely verified, but even more so, the people knew who this man was and you'll find that out later. This is an amazing and miraculous healing, and what's so amazing is that here the disciples are continuing the process of what Jesus was doing all along, still praying for the sick. Now, was it Peter and John who healed him? No, it was actually God who healed him. God healed him. God used Peter and John, but it was God through them, and and when I pray for people, it's not me that heals them. It's Jesus. It's, it's the Holy Spirit. It's the Lord who heals them. It's, it's God moving in that person. It's, I'm just co-laboring with the Lord. We are just co-laboring with the Lord. We're laying on hands and God does, does the work. If, it's, it's, if, if you were just relying on me, nothing would happen. Okay? It's the Lord. And so so this healing is, 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 is not just ended when, uh, uh, the, the, uh, when Jesus had died, it continues on. It is actually something we have in the atonement. The, the sacrifice of Jesus was not only for the removal of our sins, for the sanctification of our sins, for, for, for the forgiveness of our sins. It was actually also for the healing of our bodies. That we could access healing. Uh, Matthew 8, 14 through 17 says this. And when Jesus entered Peter's house, he saw his mother in law lying sick with a fever. Now, I don't know if I'm assuming Peter had a great relationship with his mother in law, but if he didn't, oh well, Jesus messed it up. Because <laughs> it doesn't say Jesus was invited, but you know, he just. Says that he was, and he saw his mother-in-law lying sick. He touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she rose and began to serve him. And that evening they brought him many who were oppressed by demons, and cast out the spirits with a word, and healed all who were sick. Now here's verse 17, interesting. This was to fulfill that which was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. He took our illnesses and bore our diseases. Matthew is referencing not only this story, but also this verse in Isaiah to show that Jesus, in his atoning sacrifice, was also to remove sickness and illness. This is in the word of God. If you go to Isaiah 53, 3 and 5, it says, It's it's Isaiah prophesying of Jesus. It says this, he was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, as one from whom men hide their faces. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed For our iniquities upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace and with his wounds we are healed. This healing that's spoken about in the New Testament, the original Greek word that they would use is called sozo. It means healed, saved, and delivered. It means total healing. It's not just salvation into heaven, but it's also that God would even save us here on earth, that we could actually have heaven in us. This is the promise of the Holy Spirit that's been given to us. Now, before we move on into healing, I wanna talk about some heresies that float around the church sometimes in regards to healing. Can I talk about them just for a second? Okay. Heresy. Burn them. No, I'm just kidding. Um, One, you can't buy healing. You cannot purchase it. You cannot purchase your salvation. You cannot purchase your healing. There is no amount of money that you can give that's going to pay for healing. It doesn't make God Uh, more enticed to heal you, the more money you bring to the church. That's not the motivation, and it can't be. And sometimes that's perpetuated. Sometimes that's implied, and that is not healthy. Um, You're not holy enough to be healed. That's another one. God, you you can heal someone else because I I just, I'm not worthy enough. I'm not holy enough. I want to break that lie in Jesus' name. Jesus didn't die just for one of your sins. He died for all of them. And you're now made righteous in him. And you were, he, he loved you so much that he came on this earth. He fully God, fully man, born incarnate, mean, meaning uh, uh, was, was not, uh, he was conceived by the Holy Spirit. So there was no, he was fully God, fully man, and, and lived a sinless life, died on the cross, rose again. He did all of that because he loved you, because you are worthy, because he's made you worthy. So sometimes, even in uh, Catholic traditions, the holier you are, the more you could move in healing or be healed, but that's not the case at all. You are worthy to be healed, because God has made you worthy. He's sanctified you, he's qualified you, and now it's his his love towards you. Another, uh, uh, I believe uh, not to be a good doctrine is, God caused you to be sick. And I think that this kind of, uh, he caused your suffering and he caused your suffering, this is the the doctrine, he caused your suffering because he just wants you to learn something from this. Now, the reason why that can get mixed up is because in our suffering, God can use it and we can learn something from it, okay? But you, you don't, he doesn't need to make you sick just so you can learn something. The same way he doesn't make, he doesn't go and say, you need to sin. (laughs) You need to learn sin so you can learn how I forgive you. No, he he doesn't put sin on you. You do that yourself. You do that because you live in a broken world. You don't need to bang your head on a wall to know that it hurts. I mean, you can. (laughs) You can learn ahead of time not to do that. And so in the same manner that God doesn't make you sin so that you can experience, now you, it's the same way he hasn't put sickness on you, but you can totally learn from it and you can see his goodness through that suffering. All healing comes from God. All goodness comes from God. Healing that comes from God includes everything, hospitals, hospitals, medicine, it's kind of like uh, uh, in, in theology, they teach you all truth is God's truth. If it's absolutely true, it's God's. It comes from him. All truth is God's truth. All goodness, it comes from God. All healing comes from God, all true healing. And, and, and the word hospitals, let me just t- tell you right now, hospitals, the first hospitals that were, were, were created, were made, were from Christians. In the second century, third century, we were building hospitals. We were were called to hospitality, where we get the word hospital from. And so Christians were known throughout the world. And, and, And by the way, for years and generations and thousands of years, we've been praying for healing and cures. And when we get medical breakthrough, whether it's through someone who knows the Lord or not, we consider it, God, thank you. Thank you for answering that prayer. It's not a second-rate healing. It's, God, I thank you so much, but I still uh, don't devalue the ability to pray for the sick and for them to get healed. It's all his. When I talk about healing, I wanna to talk tonight, today, excuse me, about the healing in context to community. I might have, sh- I did show this video before, but I do wanna show it again. I was in Brazil just a few years ago, and, I, and the reason I wanna show you is because of uh, the community that's around this young lady. Um, we, we were in Brazil uh, teaching on healing. We're actually doing a three-day weekend conference at this church, and Brazil is actually an amazing place where God is moving powerfully. And um, I would say it's in revival, it's just all the churches are full, people are getting saved left and right, people are getting delivered, a lot of healings uh, are happening. But by the way, the not the God, God in Brazil is no uh, weaker or different than God in America. It's the same God. So sometimes we just need to get into alignment with his word a little bit better when it comes to this. But. But we were uh, doing this healing meeting for three days, and there was a woman who was there every day in a wheelchair. She was part of the congregation. Everyone knew her name. Everyone knew her family. It was a beautiful uh, uh, young lady. She had uh, two children, was married. Um, she had a f- a physical problems with her knees and back, and they were uh, a lot of them were nerve related. I don't re- I don't know the English uh, uh, disease that she had uh, in the English name for it. They, they told me, Portuguese, but I don't speak Portuguese, so it didn't mean anything to me, but but um, they, she would be in physical therapy every week uh, trying to move her legs, like she would be on those things that, you know, would hold herself up and try to build up the muscles in her legs, but she couldn't stand on her own or walk on her own, and she was in the wheelchair the whole weekend. Uh, we pre- preached on he- healing, taught on healing, did a healing meeting on Sunday night, the last night, and many people were getting healed. People were um, uh, who had tumors uh, said that they dissolved. People who had scars on their body said that they uh, were, were gone. Um, there was testimonies of uh, a big uh, bump on the shin that just flattened, it it was amazing, and and the room was filled with faith, and you can tell when a room's filled with faith, and the Brazilians can't hide anything, like, (laughs) their expressions are on their, I mean, you don't have to guess about a Brazilian, they're very passionate people, generally speaking, and so, um, Of course, they're so full of faith. um, You know, these two men pick up this woman with her, okay, and bring her to the front, like drag her to the front. And because we had we had started to pray for people one on one, and you know when you're seeing someone like that, you're like, oh God, I don't care how long you've been praying for people for sick people. You're like, oh Jesus, I hope. This happens. And I prayed for her, nothing happened. They put her back on the ground, they kept trying to see if she would walk, nothing happened. A bunch of other people prayed for one-on-one, nothing happened. Uh, after 10 o'clock, everyone started to uh, go out, but there was a few still persisting. My friend Richie had seen her and saw that she was in pain because she had been sitting on a floor and so he said he felt like a compassion that he, he, he would feel for his daughter. It was almost like he felt God's compassion for her. And he went over to her and just said, hey, uh, do you want your wheelchair back? And she said, yeah. And she motioned to her husband and he came up and they put her back in the wheelchair. And all these young people, these young adults just surrounded her. And Richie um, hugged her for a, a pretty long time, like two minutes or something, and um, just felt the love of God for her. And, um, and then he just... Uh, slowly prayed for her legs, her knees, her feet. And he just stood up and his eyes are closed. And in the video, you're just gonna see his eyes closed. And everyone around him, the young adults, they start singing this song. It's a Portuguese song in Brazil. And it says, um, no one's gonna touch your glory, God. No one's gonna touch your glory. All glory comes from you. All glory will go back to you. No one's going to touch your glory. And while she's, this song is being sung around her, she says that she feels, later in the interview, she feels heat in her back. And I just want you to see this video. It's a minute and a half long um, because this is a miraculous healing and it's one of the most dramatic ones I've ever seen. So dramatic, I had, I'd submitted it to um, Global Medical Research Institute, which is an independent, nonprofit, doctors who verify healings. And then they submit them into journals of medicine. And they've already had two submitted. They verified this healing, just so you know, from people in America, okay? So just, if you could play, play this video and then, then we'll. That's Richie in the white shirt there. show that next picture. yeah, give Jesus glory. Show that next picture. I want you to see something. One of the number one ways I can tell if it's a dramatic healing is I look at the caretakers and the family of the person who was healed. This is her husband. That's her two children, crying, celebrating what God did in her body, because they're the ones who help put on the socks who help put, who help her get washed in the day, you know, and get ready in the morning while their dad's working. This is, this is a real thing that impacts real families. And it happened in the midst of the community coming around and praying and being persistent in prayer for breakthrough. You can uh, put that, take that down now. Um, I remember being in Springfield, Missouri just a few years ago and I was uh, teaching on healing at a church, and it was the wildest church I've ever taught in because um, it, was, it was a small church, but they, they decided to build their um, sanctuary and their stage like a rotunda, like I was in a gazebo and all these seats were around me. So there was no front and there was no back. And so I would be talking like this the whole time. Like I, I didn't know who not to talk to and who to talk to. And so I'm like, I don't know, this, this sounds like a good idea, but now that you guys put it together, it's not that, <laughs> not that great of an idea. Beautiful people. And um, there's a, a young lady, she, she was in high school, senior in high school, she was a part of a small private school, and they you know, help out in the private school, and uh, at the end of the day, um, they had asked her to take a, a, a large trash bag to the dumpster behind the school, and it was like near the grass, so she's walking through the field and there was like an open cover, an open hole about the width, the, the diameter of, of her leg and she um, was walking through the field, it was uncovered. I don't know if it was like a waist hole or whatever, but um, she, her one leg fell in that hole and it snapped it. Really bad break, very, very uh, prominent. She was in a lot of pain even at um, the meeting and again, everyone knew her. Everyone um, uh, understood, you know, knew the, the incident that happened. It was in Missouri. Everyone knows everyone there. Um, and she, um, she, was, she was in this long, obviously, um, this real supportive cast, and uh, we just start praying for her. And we're praying and praying and praying and so some of us pray like this. We go, Lord, we pray that you would heal this person. And then we stop, and then we walk away without ever asking if they're okay, if they're feeling any better, if they can move it, right? Or sometimes we go, well, it didn't happen in these two seconds, we should go. Sometimes, you can, if you just stay just persistent in prayer, you'll see the breakthrough. Just one more prayer. Um, and so we, we were praying for her, she felt, Um, a sensation go through her legs. You don't have to feel anything to get healed, but sometimes people do. And um, she started to feel her pain go away. Now, I never pull people out of wheelchairs or force them to do anything they don't want to do, and neither should you. But I always say, do you wanna try to walk? I'll help you if you want to. If you don't, that's okay. Do you wanna test it out? And this young girl said, I feel like my leg got healed. So she takes her cast off and starts walking without pain and then starts running. And my mind's blown, but I don't know her backstory yet, but everyone else does. And she got totally healed and they sent us x-rays of like before and after the break when it shouldn't have healed as quickly as it did. Just instant healing right there. Healing is possible for today, and it's also possible in the context of community. It is not about one person. When I was growing up, when, you know, in a Pentecostal background, you know, oftentimes we would magnify the person who has a gift of healing. And we say, when the, when the healing evangelist comes to town, we need to bring all our sick. And that one day, that year, maybe, if he can pray for you, you might get healed. And I do recognize that some people walk in a gift of healing that's very strong and we honor that gift. But guess what? You all have the Holy Spirit. And he has all the gifts. And you don't have to wait once a year. You can actually come around your brothers and sisters daily, weekly, whoever is sick, and pray for them and anoint them and watch God do it. Now, one of the biggest reasons why we don't pray for the sick is because we're too afraid or we don't know what to say if they don't get healed right away. None of you are God. And none of you know those reasons. And I question ministers or people who have every answer for why someone doesn't get healed. The reality is, we don't know all the answers. There's a mystery to it, but that shouldn't stop us from sticking out our hand, loving on our brother and sister, and praying for them. Right. Not that they should, would just be well in their mind, in their, their heart, their emotions, but also that they would be well in their body. God can do it. He can do it in you, and he can do it through you. Do you have the faith to know that God can do it. Now, a lot of people have a theology of healing. They believe that God can heal. But I don't, you know, I, I do care what you believe, but you know how I know you really believe? Not what you say, but what you do. Like, yeah, I, I think God can heal, I, I believe God can heal. Well, why don't you pray for those who are sick when you find out someone is sick? And don't get discouraged when you don't see them healed right away. Instead, encourage yourself. Read the word on healing. You know, uh, minister to the, you know, encourage them. Say, hey, why don't you read these verses on healing? Why don't you uh, 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 listen to this worship CD uh, with healing in, in it? And let's go back and let's pray again. Another thing that we don't do at this church is we don't tell people, it's because you don't have enough faith and that's why you're not healed. Now, is faith involved in healing? Absolutely, it's very evident in scripture. But too often, ministers who felt like they were, uh, you know, uh, they prayed and someone didn't get healed and they go, well, I have faith, so it must be you. You must not have faith. And they blame the person. Well, we don't do that because even if it were true, it doesn't help. Like, oh man, the, the Christians don't even think I have faith. I know, you know, or the, the minister doesn't think I have faith. I definitely don't have faith. I'll never have faith. Well, what's, what's more powerful, to accuse them not to have faith or to give them tools to get some more, to encourage them? We can come, you know, the, 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 um, Satan is, is, is called the accuser of the brethren. So we can come in that spirit Or we can come in the spirit of the Holy Spirit, which is the comforter, the one who comes alongside, the one who lifts up. So instead of saying you don't have enough faith, which might not even be true, I say, hey, why don't you read some scriptures this week? Let's come back. I'd love to pray for you again. I believe that God can heal you. And there is a mystery to it. Sometimes we don't see that breakthrough, but that's not gonna stop me from loving people and praying for people to see the breakthrough. Nothing, man, if you, I, I have friends who, who are believers, and, and they even pray, and they say, Paul, I, I haven't seen anyone healed when I prayed for them, and so it's really hard for me to believe. And I say, man, I, I understand that. Uh, how many people have you prayed for this year? And you know they'll be like, well, maybe my my grandma, my sister, my, you know, and you know they they might say, oh, five people. I was like, wow. Well, I've prayed for hundreds. Pray for a hundred people before you tell me God doesn't heal. Because I have enough faith to know you're going to see breakthrough, you're going to see healing, and it's going to change who you are, because you'll see the power of God physically at work. How powerful is it, if you could go up to somebody and say, look, man, silver and gold, I have none, but something I do have, I give to you. And that's the Holy, Jesus Christ, by the Holy Spirit, we just speak healing right now in Jesus' name. My first encounter with the Holy Spirit that was really significant was in Africa, and I was in a bad place, and God touched me and, and used me, and I was you know, and, and I saw God show up in a, in a church meeting. No one got healed in that meeting, but it was so powerful to me, I, I was convinced God was absolutely real. And I said, the first thing I said was, We're, let, let's go to the hospitals right now. And they took us to, the, uh, 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 to a certain ward of, of certain sickness, and we laid hands on every single person In that that wing of that ward that they let us go to, and uh, and I wasn't even I didn't even know what I was doing, and I don't know if if I didn't know then to even ask if they got healed or not. I, I I didn't do anything like that, but I mean people were getting touched and rocked. But listen, one of the evidences that we know that that and the world knows that God is real is through the power to set people free of Jesus Christ, by, by Jesus Christ, by his name, by the Spirit of God, to preach the gospel, to lay hands on the sick and watch them recover. Let's go to one more scripture and then we'll, we'll wrap up here. In James five fourteen through 15, it says this, is anyone sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up, and if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. See, when one is sick, we don't ostracize them, we come around and pray for them. Community brings healing. And I and I believe that, you know, when those when plagues were coming around in in medieval times and different times throughout uh, our history, Christians were the ones who would go to the villages, take care of people and pray for them. And sometimes they would get sick and die, and sometimes people would get radically healed. And so we don't have a fear of death because we believe in Christ Jesus and we know where we're going, right? But we also have this ability to pray for people who are sick and come around them. I'm not saying not to use wisdom and I'm not saying, you know, don't wash your hands. I'm not saying any of that stuff. All I'm saying is I just wanna break the fear that sometimes we have when we're going to pray for people. And believe in God. Now, I want to do something, I didn't tell the staff or anyone else this, but I want to ask the, um, um, the pastors and if we have any of the elders here. Is, is you here today? Maybe you can come up, Shauna. Um, c- can you guys come up, Joan? I saw you around, Joan. Um, this is what I want to do. I want us to pray for those who are sick. If you can all stand. I'm gonna pray for our church right now, our church community, that God would um, anoint you to pray for the sick and that you would have faith to pray for the sick. But I also want to be obedient in scripture and any of anyone who's sick still in this house, we wanna pray for you. I want you to come through, like in the center, come around and then, and then come around. Does that make sense? Come up the aisle and then we're each going to lay hands on you kind of like a prayer tunnel. Does that make sense? So you stand right here for now. You'll you'll be our starter. So have you guys ever made a tunnel before? Okay. Go No, no, no. Don't. There we go. Yep. And there. Yes. Sorry. We're so smooth. This is a community church, so we're just Don't judge us. So so first let me pray for, y- for y'all and agree with me in prayer, okay? Holy Spirit, we just welcome you to do what you wanna do this morning. God, I thank you for every believer that's in here, God, that believes in your word and believes in your name. God, would you anoint them and would you empower them to pray for the sick. Lord, I pray that you would break every doubt in their mind in Jesus' name and fear that's holding them back and that you would empower them by the power of your spirit for laying hands on the sick to see them recover. God, to bring glory to your name, to bring praise and honor to your name. God, that there would not be one sick among us, God, but everyone would be able to walk in perfect health. Lord, I pray that we would love one another well, that we wouldn't criticize one another, that we wouldn't doubt one another, that we would just love and be and be strong for one another. Lord, I pray right now that healing would flow into this house, God. Lord, we don't need special fog machines or special music in the background for you to move because you are God, and so I thank you, Lord. I have faith, God, of what you're going to do. And so, God, I pray that the anointing of your healing would flow even as the uh, people in this tunnel pray for those in our church, and so, God, I just thank you right now for what you're about to do. Lord, I ask that blind eyes be open. I ask that deaf ears would be open. I'd ask that every autoimmune disease in this room would die in Jesus' name. God, I ask that bones would be healed in Jesus' name. God, I ask that mental illness would be broken and healed in Jesus' name. God, I ask that there would be uh, healing in, in people's um, uh, f- from everything that might be you know insignificant to them but is important to you, God. Father, for every hangnail, for every toe fungus for every, you know, whatever I didn't call out, Jesus knows about, by the way. And God, I just thank you that you care about everything. And so, uh, guys, just anoint your hands in this tunnel here so that when you lay your hands on them, that they would receive, and don't don't just pour oil on their clothes, but just touch them lightly. God, I thank you for what you're going to do in Jesus' name. Now, as people are walking through this tunnel, I want you to have faith. If you find... Man, I got bowel trouble. I need help. I, need, I, I have something physically wrong that I need healing. I want you to come in this line. And, and if you're not in the line, I just want you to pray as we do this. And so, uh, God, I just anoint this. this uh, these people in Jesus' name, amen. Come on through. Come on through. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God, we thank you for what you're gonna do right now. I thank you for your healing power flowing through their bodies right now, in Jesus' name. If you're visiting, I apologize, but we're crazy. God, we just thank you, in Jesus' name, for what you're about to do. We bless the healing of their bodies. Just keep bringing them through, guys, bringing them through. We believe it. And if you guys wanna kneel at the altar or do something like that, feel free to after you go through the tunnel. God, we just thank you for healing in every area of their body right now. Come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I bless them in Jesus' name. As it is in heaven, God may be in their bodies right now. Come Holy Spirit, fill, fill, fill. God, I bless them right now. All sickness go in Jesus' name. All sickness go in Jesus' name. Phil, I bless them more, more. God, would you bring everything into order that's out of order right now in the name of Jesus? In the name of Jesus, I bless them. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank
0: you, Jesus.
1: More, God, more, more.
0: Just
1: just keep, keep bringing them through, guys, bringing them through. We want everyone to get prayer. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God, I pray for a river of healing to flow through this house right now, a river of healing. Come, Holy Spirit, come, Holy Spirit. More, Lord, more, more, more. Jesus God you're the God of breakthrough you're the God of breakthrough we just thank you for breakthrough in their bodies right now in Jesus name and as a community we bless these people in our community to be whole and to be healed and to move in the power of your spirit that no physical thing would keep them back Come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit. Shanda baba kasianda. Thank you Jesus, thank you Lord.
0: Come Lord. Come Holy Spirit.
1: Fresh wind. We bless every joint. We ask every joint to be healed in Jesus' name. Come, Lord. Fill. Come, Holy Spirit. I'm gonna re-up my oil here. Thank you, Lord.
0: Come, Holy Spirit, fill afresh.
1: I bless her right now. Healing. room, God. More, more, more. Yeah, go. Yes, God. Fire of God. I bless his body, God. Every area. Total restoration right now in Jesus' name, Phil. Kenneth right now, God. Total restoration in Jesus' name. Total healing in the name of Jesus. We command every cell to be healthy in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And we speak wholeness over his life and over his body. In Jesus' name. Fill.